What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. Uh, and we have a special treat for you this week. This is episode 50. Um, and with that comes a new venture. We're branching into Zoom and coming into 2021 with everybody being virtual these days. So uh, my first guest uh, for the virtual alumni tour is going to be Nadim Radar, class of 2016. Um, and Nadim's going to talk about everything from his time and how he got to Bethany and what he's doing now. But without further ado, this is Nadim. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the 50th episode of Dingo Talk, the alumni tour. My guest this week is class of 2016, All-American, the sugar bear himself, Nadim Radar. Nadim, thank you for being here. Man, thanks for having me. It's my first Zoom call ever, so, you know, hey, I can't yeah. get you a T through the screen, obviously, but okay. we'll get you on the list. Next time you're here, I'll have a tea waiting for you. No doubt. So we're going to do this the same way we do every episode. You're going to tell us a little bit about your little bit about your senior year going, coming into Bethany, like you know, senior year of high school, that transition, how you ended up here, and uh, we'll go from there. So sounds good, man. Senior right. year of high school down there in Maryland. Senior year of high school, all right. I'm going to say it like this, right? So, all right, senior, I'm in my second year starting for varsity uh, for football. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also like my, this is also like my third year ever playing football. I, I, I didn't grow up playing football at all. I played um, soccer and baseball growing up and wrestling <laughs> a little bit. Wow. Okay, so senior year. Soccer, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. My family's African, so you know. Nimble. <laughs> you were nimble, right on your feet. They had to. Get, yeah, they had to get me in soccer. You know. So, um, all right. So, senior year, um, the process of coming here after the football season. Um, well, let me. Just, I, I can't. I can't talk about the football season without mentioning that we won the state championship. <laughs> that's pretty important. Yeah, well, that's pretty important in the decision making of me coming to Bethany. Because at the same time, while I was being recruited, um, about eight other people from my team was also um, committed to Bethany at the time. So <laughs> the process of me coming here was kind of, they has a lot of influence in that. I'm not going to lie to you. Comfort. Um, you have a lot of guys that you already know that are going to be here. Yeah. And especially, I got to say, after winning a state title, it's like, once you have that kind of connection with your, with your teammates, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we, we're coming into we're coming in with this mindset like, yeah, we're going to like change this whole program and bring the championship mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like to this whole school and change it completely around 180. And um, there, there is there is some truth to that down the road there for 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 the success of, of that your group. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So. Here's how it happened, right? Um, when I was getting recruited, during the offseason of my senior year in high school, I decided to pick up wrestling, and it's the hardest sport I've ever played by far. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in – and I hate cardio. It has a lot of cardio in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hate it. I'm a fan it. of the cardio myself. Dog, I hate it. And what the one thing about um, wrestling practice or just any class in general during uh, senior year was you had a lot of recruits coming and try to talk to you. So during that time, we were doing conditioning, and I got saved by Bethany, um, by Coach Waters. Uh, he, he, he unfortunately wasn't here, like, for a long time after that period. But he saved me and a bunch of other people from class, and I was like, thank God. I didn't want to run three miles, bro. <laughs> like, straight up, saved me out of uh, practice. So after that, uh, he gave us a whole spiel about Bethany and what we could possibly do. Um, potentially, and I loved it. I liked what I was hearing, so we all decided to go at the same time, and it was fun. My senior year, I mean, my freshman year, Bethany was, it was pretty interesting. A lot of good stories with my good men from school. Well, and so you made a decision to come to Bethany with, if I'm hearing this right, you had never, you didn't visit though. This was all based on conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. We did, oh, my fault. I forgot. We did do a visit. Okay. I knew, I, I knew what I was getting into. I know a lot of people don't really know what they're getting into when they you, you got the idea small town small community yeah I knew not really a lot around yeah like and it, to be honest it's my type of well at the time you know I was thinking yeah this is my type of thing because 
I was honestly, I was kind of scared to go to a big university. I mean, as a student, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, academia wise, like as an athlete, of course, I want to go to a big school, but I, I saw the upside with going to a smaller school, saying, seeing that I can make a better connection with my you know, professors and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> Darren, you want me to talk about my uh, night visit <laughs> or what? No, 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 we don't have to go down. Nah, we don't go down those roads. We don't tell those stories. Nah, bro. Um, go on crazy and on. So, senior year, when is the, you win a state title. You're now here at camp. Talk about the your Bethany experience, the football team experience, because um, that's still under Weaver, correct? Correct. So that's Coach Weaver. Jacoby Watkins is here. Waters yeah. is here. I mean, that's a the developing of a you know Coach Weaver is going to leave, but Watkins kind of harbored you guys as a de- as a defense. I mean, he built you from the bottom up and. Um, so what was it like going from a state champion to a Bethany team that I, I believe was coming off of a back-to-back 500 seasons? I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it sucked. Like, I'm not even going to lie because – let me – all right, so let me put it in – um, let me widen the perspective. So my school, my high school was very good. Like, I, I lost a total of two games my whole entire time while I played high school football. So, like, we went undefeated that se- my senior season and won the States. Like, that's the most perfect thing you can act- possibly ask for. That's that what extra- you're asking for as a as- – It's amazing. So, yeah. I mean, in a way, I was kind of spoiled with having that experience and going into college. I mean, but it's not – it didn't completely, like, take away my motivation or whatever. I can't say the same for my other colleagues that, you know, that came with me. I mean, they kind of – like, they got – it hit them hard. Like, let me just say that. Um yeah, and I mean, for me too, I mean, I did hit a low like while I was there because it's hard to go in and expect to, you know, start immediately and make a big impact because especially when the person that recruited you left, like Coach Water left as soon as I got there or we got there. Yeah. So like my guy, bro, like my guy that gave me all these hope, dream, hope and dreams and stuff like that. And you know, had watched you, watched the tape on you, knew the athlete he was getting. He knew he me thought. like – I think honestly, I think he would have started me or something like that. My my uh, freshman year in college, I, I truly think so, and I would have had better stats. But that's another topic. Um, <laughs> um, so what was the question? So your your freshman year, you said it, uh, it it wasn't what you expected it to be. It was it was rough, right, dude? Okay, so like freshman year, of course it was tough, especially since I played JV. I didn't, I wasn't on varsity. It was mad tough because. It was so many, like, you think, oh, it's D3. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, when you have a lot of confidence and you're going to a D3 school, sometimes they can hit you sideways because, I mean, I'm not saying I I was overconfident, but I came in thinking, like, yeah, I'm going to start because I was getting recruited by so-and-so. Yeah. So-and-so told me this. So, yeah, I'm going to come in and be that guy. And I wasn't. I mean, obviously, like, all the seniors that were, you know, playing at my position started – and I played in JV. I mean, at one point, I <laughs> at one point I was second string during training camp. And Coach Boscat, if he's watching this, I, I don't even know what to say. Coach Boscat <laughs> decided to bench me and put me down all the way down to fifth string based off one play. And it was a it's because of um, you know, read option, like the, the DN is the most important person during read option. And I fell and I followed the quarterback at that time. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got mixed up. I followed the running back at that time. The quarterback pulled out. And that's like a huge no-no. You know, you're supposed to yeah. like stay squared, stay in your place. And, yeah. And after that, I was in second string. And I was down to JV. So, freshman year doesn't go, but it's a building block for you. Yeah, for sure. You come in sophomore year. Football gets a little better. I come in sophomore year as a D tackle. And... It's not necessarily my position, but mm-hmm. I did okay. And I probably got – I got very minimal playing time. I probably recorded one sack the whole season. So, it was all right. So, uh, along with the football thing, you brought up that going to a big school academically scared you. What were the benefits that you saw when you got to Bethany – academically for you that fit you the student that helped you kind of get through the classes you needed to get through 
Oh, just the fact that you can get, you know, personal with your uh, professors is the main thing. I mean, everybody knows that, like, you know, I have my professors, like, by contact and my phone still to this day. So, and you can can use them as a reference, which I did. And that, to me, that was the coolest thing. Now, did you utilize the Learning Center? Did you utilize Heather Taylor and and her staff and the – uh, Miss Chris over in the uh, the the other side of the learning center, McCann and the McCann Center. Or were you more of a library yeah. and lab guy. I was more library. <laughs> library and late night lab lab heads. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm a hundred percent late night study guy. So you you graduate with a com degree. Yes, sir. On the other side of that, we go away from the academics and to the social side of it. You are a brother of Alpha Sigma Phi. Um, And I'm going to give you the opportunity because there is a bison that sits up there when you come to the entrance of Greek Hill. We're going to talk about this early. Oh, we're going going right into it. Right into it. I I wasn't even – I warned you up. You got to talk about – now you're going to tell the story. All right. So there's a bison, the entrance of the rec center. Yes, there is. At one time, that bison was in the backyard of Albasig, up there on Greek Hill, and it was taken from across the street at Sigma Nu. You tell, you now have the, I have painted a picture, you tell the story. <laughs> right. So apparently, this bison was just, apparently, whoever's property it was, <laughs> it was there, and... We is not just me. We made the conscious decision to take it from one place to another. Wait, wait, wait. For my fellow Alpha Sigs out there, I don't know when we started speaking French. Oh. I don't speak French. We, oui, we. Oui. Okay. I'm talking French, bro. Okay. <laughs> this is a collective. <laughs> all right. So let me tell you, all right, the whole story, bro, for everybody that doesn't know. So I wish we could pull up like photos, like <laughs> we're talking. That'd be like I talked to B Hill about it, and he said he lost a photo. He doesn't. He and he was the only one that had the, the only one. I know. I know. All right. So <laughs> where do I start? Okay. All right. So oh, it took six of you to get it out up to the hill, and it took twenty of us to get it back. Let's all right. Let's put it in proper context. So we've been eyeing this bison, the same bison that you see in front of um, the rec center. It's been in somebody's backyard just chilling and the house looks completely like, you know, not. So we were and I'm going to say we (laughs) because we were just talking about it. And for months now, like we were kind of just like, yo, what if we took that bison? Like, we just want to check out the bison, whatever, whatever. And um, so it was one night. I think it was. uh, It was just a Saturday night. I don't know why. It wasn't. No, it wasn't just a Saturday night. It was, um, I think we were. Were we was, having a we, mixer or we, it was a big little? Something. It, big little. I think it was big little. Okay. Because people were obliterated. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I know that for a fact. So here's what happened, right? I, initially, I wasn't part of the plan. I was just going to chill and, you know, watch the bison come up. But I'm not going to name him. But Brother Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Bone, he wanted to drive the, the truck. And shout out to Laney for letting us borrow that truck. Um, she wanted, no, he wanted us, he wanted to drive the truck. And I saw the current state that he was in. And I, w- I didn't allow it to happen. I said, like, bro, like, you're not driving. Like, I don't care. Like, you're not going to, like, that was completely stupid. And I wasn't that, I wasn't, like, at all intoxicated. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just, I'm going to take the L for the team. This, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I did that. And it was what six of us, and we went to the backyard, which we were scheming on for a long time. And we thought it was like what eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. Where's the I have it. I have it from a very valid source that lives near this house, who said it's impressive how quiet that this event took place. Oh yeah, and they were yeah. in and out. Now, so let's fast forward. So you guys get it onto the truck. So we got this 3,000-pound bison on a truck. Yo, that thing is heavier than it looks. I mean, I know it looks heavy, but it is much heavier than it looks. Well, because didn't we all think it was hollow at first? 
It's not hollow what we thought it was. I wasn't part of that thought process. Not hollow. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yo, I, I had to get out because normally I wasn't going to help. I was just like, yo, I'm going to just drive and bring this truck back for y'all so y'all can enjoy this thing. And I'm a, I'm going to peace out and go to my room and chill. And lo and behold, as soon as we pull up with the bison in front of Alpha Sig, whoop, whoop, and then I had to get out and I had to act like, first off, everybody dipped out before before that. We got we got the bison out and we took it to the backyard about the city so everybody can enjoy and take photos. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm in the parking lot talking to the cops and I'm telling them that it's not my truck. So they're like, yo, you have to go get the truck owner or the car owner or whatever. And, and so we could talk to him. I'm like, yes, yeah, sir. What I did was it, out over the back hill. His, bro, I sprinted down. I sprinted down, bro. I never sprinted down a hill so fast. You would have thought I was doing conditioning at practice or something, bro. Like I definitely like I took off, and I think they saw me take off, so they were chasing no. me down a hill too. And no, 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 no. Listen, Nadine, and they went into your room, and you weren't there. They found your ID and your driver's license, and said, "Well, you and Brother Bone were the story. I- <laughs> you and Brother Bone were the only two that had to go turn yourselves in." As opposed to paying a huge fine. I couldn't tell you that part of the story. I was gone. I'm t- I didn't even look back until I got to the top of CB Hill and I saw him chasing. <laughs> I was gone. I dipped out. Um, long story short, we did that, man. We got we took that bison and we put it in our backyard. And I think it's the most impressive thing that we've done that year. <laughs> so I'm trying. Wow. Wow. That is it. I mean, it was a great time. Um Talk about, we got about a minute left in hindsight, before we yeah. wrap up. In hindsight, it's funny. It, it did, we didn't damage anything. It was returned to where it was supposed to be. It was all in good fun, which was pretty much what Greek life was. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. So the summer going into your junior year, you stayed here and worked. Yes, sir. Did that benefit you, like, getting – into the weight room, doing the one-on-one reps with Barnes and Pierce and the other guys that were staying on campus. Was that a... Man, you already know how that went, man, because at the same time, while it's your work, I'm doing work study and taking summer classes. At the same time, it's not that many people on campus, so I had nothing to do but work and work on my craft. You know what I'm saying? So it did did a great deal, um, and it did benefit me, obviously, with the accolades that I got. I don't think I would have got that if I didn't stay that summer. Well, and that's, that's a great place to point up. I think that's a good spot to stop. We're going to send it to our other fraternity brother, Kieran Dunn, KJ, Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to you about those accolades and move on into some of the what you're doing now and comps and all the other good stuff. Um, but Maple Shades Outdoors, right. we want to send it to, uh, if you haven't yet, follow on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. It's Maple Shade Outdoors. Uh, but without further ado, go ahead, KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk, so I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guarino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest is Nadim Radar. As I pointed out in the first segment, uh, he was the sugar bear. We talked about that. We talked about a little bit of his, like the transition of coming to Bethany and realizing there's a little bit of a difference in the program that he came from to where he got. Um, now we're going to talk about a little bit of a turn in the program. This is your second year under new old coach, Bill Garvey. This was right. Your, Cause his first year didn't go great, but a lot of close games, your junior year, yeah. you stay here all summer. You talked about it in the last sec at the end of the last segment where you said, if you don't stay that summer, the accolades. And I, again, I pointed out man's an all American. He was co-defensive player of the year. Uh, 
Go ahead, Nadim. So let's talk about your year. You want to talk about that summer? You want to, or let's talk about the summer, some of the workouts, and then we'll go into the season. Man, okay, that summer is super important. Just not not just because of the accolades or just the football, but that summer, I mean, I grew up as like a man, and because I, I just developed the mentality of achieving something you know i had honestly i had my mindset on becoming all-american during that entire summer like that's the first time i feel like i manifested something you know what i'm saying like th- like every workout i would do it was like oh yeah what would an all-american do like that's the goal in mind i'm gonna keep grabbing for it until i seriously have. seriously it was kind of like that mama mentality it's kind of what i had in mind but i kind of twisted and made it my own like yeah what would an all-american do that literally that's what i did the entire summer which i mean if you if you spend a summer at bethany you already know it's nothing to do. Ain't yeah. shit to do except work out. And you better be mentally out. strong if you're going to do it. Oh, what? You better be mentally strong than the motherfucker. Oops, I don't know if I can say that. But anyways. <laughs> it happens. It's part of the show. We adults. Yeah, bro. All right. So senior year, Um, you want me to talk about the season? Well, that was your junior year, wasn't it? That was my junior year. Well, American year is your junior year where you – so. You go through the workouts. Now, I know, you know, you got Ethan Barnes that was coming back from an injury, so he got a lot of reps with you. You had Pierce that was back. He stayed that summer. He got a lot of reps. I mean, there was a lot of inside that rec center, out there on the turf, in the weight room. A lot of of the football players that boost that next season, kind of the core of them were there all summer long. That was the commitment that we had because we we knew our potential. Like seriously, that class, like it was different. Our class is really different, and we proved that on paper, on the field, and everything. Like, and let me be very clear, Pierce. Like the people you just just named, Pierce Barnes. Um, you know, we got Larry. Um, yeah. they they were all a huge part of you know, not just me, man, just the team. You even had. And I'm going to bring a name out from the past. Ricky Clark was here that summer. Oh, I mean, boy, you Ricky had, Clark. Yo, Ricky you Clark, had if you Dawkins was here that summer. I mean, you had a lot of people that contributed to that team. Um, and let's get into that season. So I was with you guys all summer long for for the workouts because I was here working. Yeah. I was there for camp. That was when we did the, uh, the inside the Bison football team. Yeah. Um, it was a different team. It was a you know new quarterback. Macromart had graduated, but you had Blinn. and yeah. the defense that was Glizzy, Wiz, uh, Dion, Fry. I mean, the, hey, the, dogs. The, that's man. just the back end of the of the. And then you go to the linebackers with Glizzy and and Larry and uh, I don't know. It was Stu in that grouping as well and Berg. I mean the the defense, and then you get to the the defensive line. You got you. You got Pierce. You had Bubba, you had, you know, you had guys that were ready to play. They were going to keep the game close. Walk us through junior year. We'll get all the way to the – give us a quick synopsis up until Case Western, and then I want to talk to you about Case Western. Okay. So, um, coming in – yo, all right. So, coming in the training camp was – I never felt more ready in my life. Like, honestly, I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to play no damn um, <laughs> no, scrimmage. Like, I'm trying to go straight into week one. So that was kind of my, my mentality. And also the main, the most important thing that was on my mind the whole entire season was just staying healthy because I knew I could get this, the numbers that I wanted. My, in my head, here's, here's my goal. I wanted to get at least two sacks a game. And that would amount to 20. So, and I, I, I thought that it was like very possible based off what I do in practice. I'm like, every, I'm almost getting there every other play in practice. So, like, I'm like, I could get 20 sacks in the game, that, which is the school record in the season. So, that was my mentality. Like, I thought it was very possible. And so, first, let's say, first, as far as me, right? First four games were the most important. Because that's what everybody, um, everybody is in like the analyst or people that, you know, do the articles or whatever, whoever is judging for accolades, they oh, pay attention to the first four or five games, like half of the season, basically. So up until, I don't know what, whatever the fourth game was, but the first, let me say the first three games, I had eight sacks, which is re- a ridiculous stat 
Like, if you think about it, bro. It's and that wasn't – that's a year of Mount Union. That's a year of um, – who was the other one opposite of Mount Union? Or was that – was that when you guys had gone into – it was Mount Union and then, like, Teal or Waynesburg or somebody, like, in that weird second week? Man, I can't think right now. Um, but the Mount Union game alone is enough – to say, I mean that well, you weren't going against eight sacks and oh, four man. games. They were it wasn't the slouch teams. Not at all. I mean, these are teams that I, I I couldn't tell you. I think we had a good record at that point. I so that was started three and one, I believe. I think yeah, and our only loss was Mount Union. So that's very important, especially when it comes to accolades. Um, they do pay close amount of attention to how your team's doing. Um a prime example of that is my senior year. <laughs> I'm just fast forwarding a little bit. So senior year, I had the same amount of sacks as junior year, but I didn't make all American because we started out shitty. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just say that. Um, but, so let's. So we, we get to the Case Western game. Yeah. That was a fun bus ride. Uh, I got I got pegged to do the uh, the radio call on that one, and and you know the the. Case, unfortunately, had gone through some injuries, and there was a young team. Uh, and it came out up in the press box. When it came out, you didn't, I don't know if they had told you guys down on the field, but it came out up in the press box that, oh, they're, they're starting a freshman tackle for the first time. And the first series, this freshman tackle gets thrown twice, once by Pierce, once by Nadine, Pierce threw him upfield, made a nice move inside. And I'm only remembering this because I had to go back and watch some film to make sure this was a specific thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. So the next play, they moved this kid to the other side. And this, you, all you did was hit him with a club, and he tackled the quarterback for you. You basically had – you got the sack for being in the area. The kid made the tackle for you, and that's – I don't know. I don't think that's disrespectful to you. I think it's just pointing out how – where you were at that point in the season. There's a bow to the sideline at Case Western, come back out on a defensive series, and there's a – there's a, another sack that comes. I think it was maybe your third of the game at that point where – you basically simulate hitting a home run after you made the sack. Um, I know yeah. that you and Coach Watkins had some had a conversation at halftime. So walk us through that play. Is it your favorite play? And what did Coach Watkins have to say about your celebration after? So the celebration. Um, all right. So I'm a big Red Washington football fan. And football team. Football team. And in 20, that was around what, 2013, 2014? 2014, right? 2015. 2015. Something like that. Somewhere Alfred Morris was our running back. And his celebration was, you know what I'm saying? Like swinging the home run. And me as a fan, I just wanted to emulate that and experience that. And I did it. But it was like, it was real quick. It wasn't like I was, oh, here at better. (laughs) It wasn't like all of that. It was just like, that's a. It was, was a like, quick. It, first off, I, the reason I did it was because the sack was ridiculous, bro. I got so here's how the play was, right? I'm um how it is is I had a tackle on me and then I have a tight end. And we were coached to line head up on the tight end. Wait, was it was it a tight end? It I'm was. tripping. I think it, yeah, it was a tight tight and tackle. I forget, but all I know is I got I got blocked three different times. And still managed to find a way to the quarterback. And to me personally, that was amazing. And I thought I wanted to celebrate that experience. And I did a little home run. You feel me? Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, RIP. <laughs> so, Coach Watkins, what, and, oh, yeah. what did he have to say to you? So, first off, so I posted on IG not too long ago that play. And you could hear in the audio, I think it was called Jagarby and Coach uh, Boscat. The team, the team, get your ass over here. And I, <laughs> and that was just a funny moment for me. Um, not at the time, but hindsight. And in the locker room, though, um, so we, you know, we we get to sitting down as a defense, and Coach Watkins looks dead at me. The first thing he says, Nadim, you do your you do that shit again, and you're out of the team, or something like that. Or I'm going to bench you, or whatever. 
And, you know, I took it seriously because, like, he doesn't normally, like, I mean, he will pierce into you, but, like, at the same time, like, he's he's a dude that you don't want to mess around with. Like, that's the type of respect that he had. So I said, all right, you got it, man. And I didn't celebrate the rest of the season. Uh, so how many tackles did you, or how many sacks did you finish with for that junior year? So you know this, but I had 12 and a half, 12 and a half sacks. Um, should have had more, but you know what I'm saying? Well, hey, you know, for those people that be piling on the sacks just to get that number, I hate you. I could have, <laughs> I hate you. I could have 13, 14, man. Come on, bro. All oh, that <laughs> sacks, man. man. So, um, we talked about Case. Uh, there were a couple other big games throughout the season, but the biggest game for the program and for your class getting the program to that game uh, would it would have to be the bowl game against the yeah. Um Let's talk a little bit about how did that go from the from the playing standpoint? I mean, you're there, you're in a bowl game. The game didn't go well. What was the difference between the two teams, if you remember? Look, man, that was an exciting moment because Stevenson is in my home state. And that was also a college that I was getting recruited to before I got to Bethany. And I even went up to the coach afterwards and said, what's up? Um, so, And also, it was the first time that my family got to come and see my games because my family's from Maryland. And, you know what I'm saying, five-hour drive to Bethany, five-plus five hours. So it was exciting to see. And also, I know I have a lot of, um, not a lot, but I had a couple people on the Stevenson team that I knew as well from, from my high school. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just a time to not only prove myself to Stevenson, um, but just prove myself to my family, show them how good I am. Like, I was excited to show that because they never really got to see me play, play at that level. Um, and it was, it was great. It was, a, it was a great experience having a bowl game first time in, what, 30-some years? believe so man i'm telling you it was it was it was cool um so the bowl game we got ass kicked <laughs> it was a better team right it wasn't anything you guys, they just, look, they man. just... Mar- look maryland people because i think i think what stevenson did they recruited primarily for maryland i think so and maryland talent is very slept on and underrated they had a lot of talent i'm gonna tell you straight up bro. they had a lot of talent so, we move on to the off season. You uh, you spend a night in a hotel in, I believe, East Rutherford, New Jersey, for the for the uh, the ceremony to be the, uh, the you know first team All American. Your yep. co defensive player of the year, um, and you're for the Bethany side of it. You are honing in on the career sack record. I mean, you're, you're up there in the ranking number wise for that. So you become an All-American, you get the, the co-defensive player of the year. There, there's a lot of, is there a lot of pressure on you coming into your senior year? Um, for myself. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I mean. Internal, internal pressure. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. Internal pressure. Like, of course, like I have, a lot of things I'm thinking about, like, damn, I want to, I need to make sure that I prove myself and make people know that I'm not a fluke. But I mean, I don't know, not thinking back. I mean, looking back at it, I'm like, damn, why was I even overthinking like that? Like I knew I was that good, but um, it kind of showed, honestly, the first three, like I said, like I said before, first three, four games are most important. And it kind of showed in my first three, four games because I wasn't playing uh, the same way. I didn't have the same numbers. Um, so, but I mean, I did have a pick me up. I, I forgot at what point, but um, senior year, basically, yeah, it was just a, a thing. It was in a moment for myself to like, for confirmation. Um, I just wanted to, yeah, man. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to run it back. So we got two stories to wrap up your Bethany career, and then we'll move to what you're doing now. Okay. First one. Football ends. We get to, I think it was February, and we take a nice long drive to Atlanta. Why did we go to Atlanta? What, who all? I mean, Larry was with us, and Barnes was with, was with us. Um, Chambers got robbed that weekend. We all packed up and came. Oh, yeah. 
Remember that? We all came back. As soon as all the shit was done, we were like, yeah, we're coming back to Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, who the hell will rob Chambers, bro? Like, the, the, the nerve of some people, you know what I mean? be a real asshole. That's I mean, what I'm you know, saying. The story was he was drunk and he was, he was trying to get some chips. And the, no, every time they caught him, he led them back because he broke a bag. He broke a. He stole a twelve pack of Pepsi and a bag of chips, and the Pepsi broke. And it, the cops literally followed the trail of pop cans to Cochrane to his room. Fucking dumbass, bro. <laughs> so we went to Atlanta so that you could, you Barnes and Larry, could. Uh, it was a CFL tryout. Um. And then your experience, and I don't, I, I, haven't, I, I talked to Barnes about, uh, I had him on the show, but we didn't really talk about this. I know you have a very strong opinion of what those tryouts really are. Yeah. Um, so do you want to kind of share that? So, uh, man. All right, well, the opportunity to go was very cool. It was the first time that I felt like this is it. I mean, all or nothing, you know what I mean? I had, I had a lot of... Um, I, again, me pressuring myself to perform at the best of my ability. So it was, in that sense, challenging. But then just, you know, picking up on a lot of red flags. Like, you know, I overthink sometimes, but a lot of times that, that shit is true. Like Your intuition I, never led you wrong. Never. Maybe sometimes. But once, that, once or twice. <laughs> at that time, man, it was, like, it was just a lot of sketchy activity from the very beginning where we had to pay our money. Um, it was it was a hundred dollar fee for everybody, and I didn't have I didn't have the amount of cash that I needed. So what I did was I had to go out of my way to find an ATM somewhere in Atlanta in some sh- random shopping center. We ran around uh, ran around downtown for twenty minutes trying to find an ATM. Went all the way back just for the guy at the line to not even count my money and just threw it in the box. And I said, hmm, like I was like, okay, whatever. I did what I had to do because I don't, I don't know. I just, there was a red flag, but I put it in the back of my head because I wasn't really focused on, I wasn't trying to cause a scene, obviously. So what I did was I just kept, I kept it going. I kept, uh, you know, I kept stretching. I kept just getting prepared to just perform. And so a lot of things that were going through my mind was you look at me as an athlete and you don't really see defensive end. And that was kind of an insecurity I had, you know, getting recruited to colleges because I feel like that was a lot of turning points, you know, college will colleges would recruit me based off, you know, film and stuff like, or whatever. And they will come meet me in person. And then I will never hear from them again because I'm severely undersized for my position. I think average height for was uh, for a DN at the time was like six, three and average weight was like two, two eighty, maybe uh two, two, the game has changed now. Now you're seeing six foot DNs, and they're like. Oh, but at, and at that point, you're you're looking at what? You're six six foot two forty at that time. What during the CFL? Yeah, the, at the trial. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, exactly. I probably yeah yeah I was running at, and um and this is before like I said the the the, the body types that were dominant at the DN position, especially CFL, when you have to be like. It's a it's more fast pace, I guess. You could say, would you agree? Yeah, it's more fast pace. It's a more pass, it's a passing league. Exactly. It's a passing league for you in rush all the time. Exactly. So in my head, I'm looking at everybody, all my competition, and very few are kind of built like me. They're kind of just like they look like whatever position. I'm like, what what do you what are you, bro? Like, what what are you here for, bro? Like, oh yeah, I'm playing DM. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, all right, cool. Excuse me. And, you know, they're like 6'4", 6'3", 6'2", whatever. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So, um, but I did my thing, though. So a very proud moment I had that I always talk about, they had this one tackle from Texas A&M that they were recruiting or whatever. But you could you can just tell. Like, you can tell who was the favorite at that trial. You could tell who, who they were on. there to see. Yeah, they're, they're by their side the whole entire time looking with the clipboard like, yeah, 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 this guy's doing this and that. So I'm going up with, I'm going up with against this guy. One on one. First, I went up against him twice. The first time, I just did a bull rush. It was like, all right, whatever. I got pressure, but I didn't get to the point. Mm-hmm. The second time, I beat him up the line. You know what I'm saying? And I get there, and it was pretty. It was crazy. It was quick. 
And instead of them going up to me and saying, oh, the good job, they went up to him like, hey, man, what happened there? You know what I'm saying? So right then, that was another red flag. I said, yo, this isn't something that I want. I really like. So and that was the only that was the only tryout that you went to for that for those reasons is you saw them as a little bit not we're not they're not a scam I mean you you can get yourself out there that way man that was scam big scam energy going on over there in Atlanta but the char- the way they charged the way they treated everybody there was like three or four guys that they were there to see and the rest of you were there for yep. them to put the whole thing on. Because I, I wasn't even supposed to, I, I wasn't recruited to go there. I wasn't invited initially. It was Ethan that was invited. He got a letter or an email and I said, hey, is it cool if I come along? So, but they didn't even talk to him afterwards. And I know he was doing this thing too. So that kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, no, Ethan is like, he's the, the text. Like when you talk about like what you want on paper, that's him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he might have maybe maybe needed a little bit more weight, but you could put that on. That's not a what's weight, bro? Come on, on that frame, Jesus, ridiculous. But, um, but it's not just me. It's not just Ethan. It's not just whoever. I talked to people that went there afterwards, Jalen Holmes, and he said the same thing. Same thing. They, they, it's a it's a baiting. It's almost a baiting trap move. It's a fundraiser for them. Yeah, that's all it so, is. That's kind of the end of football. Organized football. Yeah. Organized tackle football, I guess I should say, because you like some, so many of, of the retired athletes and football players. Flag football is everywhere, and I, I see you out there. But Oh, yeah, I'm killing him. So you come back. We're here. Uh, comps. <laughs> comps. Yep. So the week of studying for comps, how'd you feel? Just the same way as everybody else, nervous, anxious, you know? It's kind of like, man, it's like, this is it. If you don't pass, you don't graduate, bro. You know how much pressure that is? And we, and well, you know. I know, I know how you, what you were going through because you know what I was going through because we were sitting in the same room we for 12, there. 14 hours a day. We was there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and man, it was so it was it was nerve wracking, and at the same time, I was taking nineteen credits that uh, that semester. One of those being a lit class. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. but we won't go into that. We're, Who's going to it? No, Who's going to it? No, 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 no. That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's for another show. All right, all right, Ben. Maybe that story one day will come out, but right now is not that time. All right. Uh, so Monday morning. Thursday or Rittens, you open your little packet. What's your reaction? I'm thinking, okay, I know most of this stuff. I think I studied a good amount. And, I mean, this, even they say what? They say even if you don't know it, still fill it out, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, my issue with that is, okay, so you have the written and you have um, the spoken what do they call it again? Orals. Orals. <laughs> spoken. It's the same thing. Sorry. Layman's so the, term spoken. <laughs> so the orals, right? Orals come. And my only issue was that they're asking me stuff that I got wrong. They're asking me about well, what I got wrong. And in my head, I'm like, well, I thought I got it right. So how are you going to tell me that I'm supposed to know it now? I didn't know it was wrong at the time. You know what I mean? The well, only issue I had. And the, the, the other thing, I, I almost, almost glazed over it. It just popped into my head now thinking about the other things we went through. You and I presented our senior projects with like 102 temperatures dying from the, from the Bethany plague two weeks before we took comms. You remember that? Yeah. Whew. I don't even think I did it. Did I? Well, yeah, I remember Emmy, Emmy made, we, we came in at the very end. We were the last day. Yeah, it was the only thing we had to show up to because we weren't supposed to be in class. And we showed up, and between the two of us, I think we we put a permanent like handprints into the into the podium because it was like, uh, this is all I got. Uh, this is what I did. Let's get through this. Dude, I tell you, I was quarantining for real in my in my dorm room. Or in before my- quarantining was the thing. Before it was popular, I was on for everybody. <laughs> so everybody quarantine right now. Trust me, I invented that. So, so you graduate from Bethany. Yeah. And 
you're now at NBC. Yes, sir. So let's talk about what are you doing now? What are, what is your job at NBC? What do you do? What's a day? What's a day like in the Dean's life? Okay, so I come to NBC. I think I joined late 2017, so I've been there almost three years. Um, so my position right, I had a few positions so far, um, but my position right now is I'm a digital operations um, coordinator, okay. and it's a very complicated daily. Um, thing to describe for, for what we do on a daily basis, but to put it in perspective for the general mind, basically we, we work and kind of, we're like in the middle of the workflow as far as getting content from one place to another. So we are in the area of like communicating, mm-hmm. um, sending emails, uh, doing troubleshooting at certain areas or telling people to troubleshoot. Like if there's a blackout in an area that might, that'll come to you. Exactly. Okay. Or just any, any errors. Like if you ever seen like a little bit of degradation on your stream that you're mm-hmm. watching for any NBC content. Yeah. We're going to fix that. We're going to restart the, you know, troubleshoot, you know, or we're going to just escalate it to whoever the power may be. Um, and that's the best way to describe it. Um, currently working from home because of COVID, which is an amazing experience. I love working from home. I don't ever want to stop. <laughs> it's amazing, man. <laughs> well, so you 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 do the troubleshooting thing, and I can remember. I don't remember. I think it was. I want to say it was pre-COVID, so maybe 2019, not 2020, um, or maybe early 2020. There was a. I want to say it was a Penguin game. There was a blackout. I called Nadim. I called Katie Ballone, who we'll have on the show next week. Uh, and I said, hey, NBC, you're screwing up. I'm trying to watch Penguin game. Fix it. They both gave me the same answer. I, I can't just push a button and fix it. So, you know, it's, so many compon- it's so many hands that go into giving you just a little bit of content. Even, I'm telling you, like even like a 15-second promo saying that this show is next, we have to do so much for that. Like... I'm telling you, like you, you don't even—it's stuff that you don't even think about. It's the and it's the little things that keep the programming going, where there yeah. could be a because I mean technology they, they has its faults. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the beauty of television, man. You know it. A lot of you know you have a lot of pieces that get put together. A lot of moving also, parts. Yeah, man. And and the thing is too, you also notice what goes like if if one thing goes wrong, it's so noticeable. <laughs> like you know what I mean. You got to be on your, on your toes at all times. So we've come to that point. I'm not going to send it to Harry Chambers just yet. I have one more question for you. All right. If you had to, if you were recommending, it's a two-parter. You were a D3 athlete. You went to Bethany College. Why Division Three? Why Division Three athletics? And why Bethany College? What would you recommend? How would you recommend Bethany College? And if you're looking at a guy who's maybe undersized or just wants to continue playing, what is the why would you recommend not selling a Division three school short? Well, you kind of just hit it right there. If you're undersized, under whatever, first off, self-awareness, okay? A lot of people come, man, look, <laughs> you know how people come to D3 thinking like they're big shit? Like you got to come in. You have to have a, a, a self-awareness, like I just said, and know where you are physically and where you belong. So if you know your D2 talent, D3 talent, go for it. Um, as far as Bethany, it's a good it's a good place to go if you want to focus on your craft, whatever it may be, if you want to focus on your academics. If you want to have a more emphasis on academics, but you also want to play sports, yeah, Bethany's perfect for that. If you just want to stand out, like it's a good place to stand out and uh, kind of establish yourself as well on the on the field or whatever field it is, athletic wise. So it's also a good place. I mean, um, if you're just like serious about what you want to um, move forward with, um, whatever you're working towards, that's that's my number one thing um, as far as Bethany and D three. But, uh, <laughs> but like I said, if you're an athlete. 
And you think that, oh, yeah, I'm going to come to Bethany and I'm going to do one year and then I'm going to go to D, the D1. Bro, just stop. Because right there, like, you would have went D1 if you was D1. <laughs> like, Well, Nadim, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I mean, obviously, being in Jersey, we don't get to talk. We don't get to see each other as much, but we talk more often than not. Uh, the next time you're down here, We'll have to have you down at the at, at the uh, at the house. I'll, I'll get you your tea. Same thing. You're yeah. gonna have to let Katie know she's not gonna have tea tomorrow uh, next week on her show. I uh, when I when, I can't just give it to you through the screen. Just not gonna happen. But uh, I do appreciate you being here. This has been Nadim Radar, class of 2016. Uh, I am Carlo Guadagnino. This has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. And we're going to send it over to a good friend of ours, uh, Harry Chambers. For those of you who don't understand this joke, Nadim used to charge a quarter to take people to Chambers from Greek Hill. And let me tell you, it's not even a mile. But if you asked him, he said, you got gas money. I used to give him, I used to give Nadim a quarter beginning of every week. I'm going to take, you're going to take me down to Chambers one time. Uh, Harry Chambers, he's got the lunch specials. He's got breakfast sandwiches. Uh, biscuits and gravy, the new, the newest addition to the menu. Uh, fish Fridays, the soups during the winter time. Uh, the two shirts, Chambers General Store. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And the Shroom Capital of the World shirts. But without further ado, again, thank you, Nadine, Mr. Chambers. Take it away. One. Just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World T-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it T-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. You wanna know by now? You wanna know by now.